Welcome everybody to Retro Encounter episode 151, Shadow Hearts Part 2. Uh, and you are here with Holy Knight for the Lions Guard and Sworn Princess Guard Hilary Andreff. Hi everyone. <laughs> uh, respected hero from the port town of Parm, Tris Mendoza. Hello everybody. And the winner of last year's Nonary game, Peter Treisenberg. <laughs> The experience scarred me for life, but I am here. <laughs> you, you grew as a person. Uh, that's, that's and, <laughs> and I am Stephanie of Rivia, and I just get back from two simultaneous dates with two different people. Um, <laughs> that's all I got. All right. So this well, is part right, two of our Shadow Hearts encounter. So we sort of finish on a disc one bomb and the the uh, the game almost literally jumps ship and it takes you from Asia to Europe. And yeah. you pick up in Prague. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You pick up in Prague. It's been six months or so. And yes, uh, Alice is running. Alice and Susan are running a, uh, a paranormal <laughs> detective agency. That I would, <laughs> I would, so cool. Real talk. I would absolutely watch a TV show out of those two. <laughs> Yeah, I was literally thinking that. <laughs> Spin-off, yes. Did anybody check out their poster right outside of town? Because I definitely I did. did that multiple times. Oh, what does it say? Oh, yes. It's, it's an advertisement, really. It's just like, do you need an exorcism? Check out Alice and Susan's exorcism service today. And it's it has a really light-hearted <laughs> sense of humor for its kind of, you know, macabre style. It is. <laughs> I feel like the second half gets a lot. I don't know. For me, it's weird that the second half gets a lot lighter than the first half for me. I don't I know guess about you guys. Because they've all known each other for six months. Right. And even the music. Out. Yeah. The music. And, that's, and that's kind of interesting, like the, the time skip with that as well. Oh, yeah. 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 Six months is a good amount of time because I guess they haven't even known each other that long. So you don't really see yeah. them together that long. Uh, but I like it though. They all seem to have really good chemistry, and they usually have a lot of good and non nonsensical banter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially with Jujin. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of a spunky, uh, spryle guy. <laughs> he definitely is. Uh, yeah, he, he and uh, Alice, like, he and Alice's banter with each other was I was laughing. It's it was really cute. <laughs> it was very cute. I would yeah, like I would totally watch that TV show, the the uh, attractive young girl and the creepy exorcist dude. I don't know. It, it's all good. <laughs> Sam and Dean show up basically, but <laughs> yeah, and they all get along. It's fine. But it's, it's I so like how weird. The tone kind of shifts from like because in the beginning of the game you have like these apocalyptic stakes when they're all trying to fight Daywai or whatever, and then um, but after that, after Yuri gets absorbed by the seraphic radiance, it becomes a lot more uh personal like alice is still looking for him yeah they're, they're all kind of intertwined up. now right. yeah and then, and then eventually the thread does pick up into another kind of apocalyptic stakes with what what bacon's up to but uh <laughs> that will never not be funny for bacon, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no there was one of those sentences too um yeah like out of context uh the man calling himself bacon was just a great line oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. i like i like how even when they know who bacon is yuri just yells bacon <laughs> it's a really dumb low bar of humor but it really works um what was it though yeah like um oh yeah i remember one scene actually like there's a whole bunch of really cool scenes in this game game and so like um 
so like you arrive in Rouen and you go to see Alice who's reminiscing about the place where her father sacrificed himself and you know she and Yuri they kind of share a moment and then Kevin uh, sorry Roger Bacon shows up and he yammers on about <laughs> life and death and curses and then Marguerite shows up and then Bacon makes a tactical retreat and then <laughs> and then Marguerite starts checking out Yuri and says and he says whoa I kind of like that <laughs> Oh yeah, I remember that. Right, right. Because she's just like, she's just like jumping around him and like. Yeah, and then she's like, "Whoa, are you a ghost?" And he goes, "No, I'm not." And she's like, "Yeah, you look solid. I guess you're not a ghost. You're tougher to kill than a cockroach, but I'm glad you're alive." I wrote this down. <laughs> and her music in the background too during that. It's pretty good. Oh yes, she's in this game. It's so much fun. She gets oh, yeah. this fun music. I, yeah. I agree. I couldn't wait to get to London. Let's put it that way. Oh yeah, it's so upbeat and weirdly perky. It, yeah, it's I, it's my favorite track in the game. One, it just reminds me of I don't know if you ever guys have ever played um, Radiata Stories, yeah. but it reminds me of the, one of the town's music from the game, and I'm like, oh, this is my favorite tune. And Aww, so which which one? The um, main city. Yeah, Vitamin Metropolis from Shadow Hearts reminds me of I think which I think it's either Yellow Town from Radiata Stories. I don't remember, but Oh cool. Yeah. I gotta hear that again. Yeah, no, it did have a familiar kind of upbeat thing to it. It did. Um yeah. <laughs> I love that it's called Vitamin Metropolis. I mean Yes. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but... so that's that's really cool. Uh I also like how the game has a sort of episode of the week format. Yeah, so it, like yeah. one episode you're investigating vampires in uh, in Romania, I guess, uh, yeah. and the other one you're fighting off a monster in a toilet in in Prague. <laughs> 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 then you're visiting a creepy orphanage in London. Like I, I don't know, I think it's kind of cool because a lot of uh, I think RPGs usually are nonfiction or sorry fiction. Mm -hmm. so it's kind of fun to play in nonfiction, and it's really really loose with its nonfiction. Oh yeah, it's very loose. <laughs> That you just can't really take it seriously, but it's fun to see it referenced anyway. Yeah. I liked uh, I liked that whole dungeon when you first meet a Keith or Vincent as he <laughs> Vincent. Yeah, yeah, the blue uh, pencil. The second I saw his last name was Valentine, I'm like, okay, I have oh. to. I have to. <laughs> but, he's cool though. I really like his I, attitude. I, I like I like I like his animation when he's attacking, where he just puts his hands up and goes kind of boogity 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 boo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, while still holding his weapons. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, no. I love Keith's design, like purple, you know, noble outtire and his blonde long hair and his just I do like how they kind of color code everything. I've always liked when, you yeah. know, when Power, Power Rangers color code themselves. <laughs> uh, so like I even like how, how, even though it's silly, but I like how Yuri's rocking the black and red and Alice is the white and blue and, you know, they complement each other. And it's oh, right. so cute. Uh, but, but they genuinely work. Like Yuri can fight anything physically, but, you know, Alice is going to save his soul. The graveyard scene I mean, no joke here. I would found that to be incredibly effective as yeah. like a, I, and uh, this, the, the way the game kind of treats like the fighting his inner demons thing. Right. Yeah, literally. It, yeah. 
literally, but like at the same time, the scene of him like digging in his own grave in his mind, <laughs> really, that really affected me. Like, yeah, just, almost from a mental illness standpoint. Well, just oh, yeah. yeah, well, and Alice seeing him there, and he's like completely kind of unaware at first, and like completely absorbed in digging his own grave. Yeah. He's absorbed it by the past, you know? Right. Well, one of my favorite instances of this, too, is when, um, you know, those masks start literally chasing you in the real oh, world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, when your malice fills up because you're so full of rage, you've killed so many monsters and they're coming after you. And so these masks start coming after you in random battles. And what's right. cool is when you finally take them on and they and you knock them out, you actually can beat them. Yeah, you they can. They still come back to you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they still come back to you and they're still and they're kind of wrecked. They're they're broken down a little bit and they're still trying to haunt you and it's kind of creepy. And they're really easy to beat, but they still haunt you. Yeah. No, I really like that um aspect because it kind of just shows that it's you can't really eradicate completely what's what you're battling against. People kind of tend to, you know, think that when you're well, from a mental illness standpoint that it, it's like one it's one or the other. You have it or you don't and it's like mm -hmm. kind of like it goes away but it's, it's not that simple. And sometimes it comes back in that form. It's not as strong, but it's always, you know, there. And you have to be stronger and exactly. you kind of confront it. it. Exactly. It's, something you, it's something you learn how to live with. Um, exactly. This game is deep. It really <laughs> is. I like, I like Alice's approach too, when she's trying to help you. Like mm -hmm. she's, she's not really kidding herself. You know, she's saying, well, I don't know exactly what I have to offer, but I know it would be better if we're together kind of thing rather mm -hmm. than just like yes i can save him right it's actually beautiful and like even if she can't do anything she just wants to be by your side and that's usually what a depressed person would ask for is that they yeah. you know you sometimes have to face it yourself but it's always good to have that support yeah right. uh, I, it's a lot to unpack this game oh yeah it really is uh even in the cheesier moments where like you know you you beat the guy with the mask and it was you all along. oh yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah but i mean it, it's it's yeah. sentimental though you're yeah. his own worst enemy it's yeah. cheesy but it's nice like that yeah right. yeah and it kind of um highlights um yuri's character development a lot more since he literally was a rude boy dubbed <laughs> at the very first scene yeah and then he becomes completely sentimental in this halfway point it just kind of shows how far he's come yeah, the game handles a lot of its, uh, you know, kind of past and present interactions really well, too. And I think it really takes advantage of that historical component. Right. Um, you know, so it's kind of cool when you're looking back into the past through the game and the characters are looking back into an earlier generation, too. And since it is steeped in real world history, you kind of have some connection to it. Yeah. You know? like, uh, we've yeah. probably had grandparents who can tell stories about, you know, stories about those times. Yeah, it's like it's weird because like even with the locations and stuff, you kind of can make connections, even though you're you either you've never been there and stuff. It's nice to have those points of references still. Yeah, so that it, you're kind of like you can it kind of it's easier to envision the the Shadow Hearts world that way for me because I can actually make the connections compared to making up their own world and trying to establish that on their own. Uh, just humorously look at Final Fantasy 13, which is like you know the foul scene. Oh, uh -huh. It's like the mm -hmm. core. The oh yeah. yeah yeah and. If you need an ex an in-game encyclopedia to explain the plot, you've done something wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, so yeah, it's great that it works in really familiar territory. I agree. I think it's because you know, it it's weird. It's it's effective world building in a way because they're not doing anything to build a world. They're kind of relying on what you know about 
the real world to make their world itself, which is kind of interesting since not many games do that. So yeah. I like I also like to compare to uh, you get like uh, the the Trails in the Sky series uh, where they oh, yes, it's still yes. kind of reminiscent of of Earth development. Right. But they right. still have their own little ornaments and spheres and all that, and their own kind of magic system. This one is like Zhuzhen has uh, his yin and yang ability. Margaret right. has secret agent abilities. Uh, <laughs> Haley has uh, he's a ESP. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just pile all these kind of magical things on top of. They all exist simultaneously. Right. Yeah, and they were to draw from like the real like mythology that uh, a whole bunch of different mythology and legends and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Going kind of going back to after that gray-haired scene, actually, like just talking about how he looks, it's it's kind of neat. There are some really nice small touches though, like the way his like vocalization and animation changes with his fusion after the gray-haired scene. Like he, yeah, I like that oh, yeah. a lot. Yeah, he's no longer in pain. Oh yes, I was gonna make that point too. I love those kind of touches. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was really nice. Yeah, it makes the transformation. Not his confidence, right? Uh, yeah, and it makes it honestly makes transforming that much more. It honestly, it's such a little touch, but it makes the transformations feel that much more empowering. Like when he's yeah. just instead of being like, ah, holds head, screams in pain. He's just like, <laughs> yeah. hmm, I got this. I know. Demon <laughs> monstrosity and bites your face off. Yeah, one well, especially because <laughs> this is the point where you're powering those up, so you have. Mm-hmm. Like theoretically, even more difficult to deal with, or like Which, stronger creatures to fuse with. I like how this game handled acquiring new fusions. Like you get a couple that you get from side quests, like the really good ones. Uh-huh. But um, and tracking down those gravestone items is actually pretty fun. It was that was cool. Like yeah. Oh, check this treasure chest twice. Oh, <laughs> yeah, for the fire I got one. I so lost in like the second to last dungeon. I over leveled for the rest of the game. <laughs> <laughs> Same. <laughs> did you? Yeah, I did. But on the plus side, I got Eamon for that for after that final fight, and yeah, he has, he has this weird-looking front claw that looks kind of like a dual disc. So I was. In- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you would. Ole no tan. But yeah, I, there was something very even more pa- empowering that you had a super demon that you could fuse with to just even what more ass to make it like a OHKO yeah. end game yeah. weapon thing. <laughs> I was wiping a lot of single encounters because I just didn't want to deal with them. So I was just yeah. like, okay, you know what? Turns into demon, party wipes everybody. Like, Oh, and I do like some of the compromises. Like you get good enough with the ring, so you get that talisman to block out the sight on it. Oh yeah, the mind's but eye. But you're still good enough because you always critical and you always end up criticaling, and it's so worth it. That is pretty neat. <laughs> oh, did you like the stupid Roger Bacon challenge of the ten in a row? Oh, the <laughs> for the um the item, right? It was yeah. sort of the ultimate weapon. Oh my god. <laughs> they do make you earn your best weapons. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. And you definitely make you earn them. <laughs> Um, like Final Fantasy X level side quest, it's just oh yeah. Okay, that one's still the worst, but um, but yeah, Shadow Hearts is a few doozies. There's a lot of like click in a corner or you'll miss it kind of moments. Yeah, and some of them are remissable. I, well, only one of them is missable. I think is is Margaret's. So it's and the dirty mag. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. That one's from, from the first half. Again, this is the Shadow Hearts sense of humor. You can't. To the Asia map after your on the no. second, no, which is yeah, it's unfortunate. So yeah, if you miss, if you, miss I guess because it would take several stuff. months to travel there by carriage and boat. That you know, it's just right. not practical. Yeah. 
Fair enough, but it's a video game. Fine. <laughs> yeah. Yuri can fly. He has wings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And another thing that's missable is the lottery. So um, you oh, have yeah. to see all 15 of them, and then you get to go to the chairman of that. And the chairman actually has the best defense item, which is the cotton something. Uh-huh. And it halves all physical damage by half. Right. No, I was pissed because I thought I got all of them, but it didn't trigger for me. And I was like, (laughs) are you serious? Uh, I was was pretty annoyed. (laughs) But I was overleveled anyways. So So, yeah, it worked out anyway. (laughs) Right. I was like, I don't need this anymore. (laughs) I I hated learning this game's like terminologies for items too. I would never guess Talisman of Luck was, you know, the revival thing. Yeah. yeah. Remember that screwed me up for about the first third of the game? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I was really terrible about using actually were the seals, and I don't know why, because they're really helpful, but I I, like Yeah. Are you one of those people who will always save like all nine elixirs you get for the end game? (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. Still not use it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sure as heck saved those uh, seven keys for the final boss fight. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you find out the Roger Bacon that you've been chasing is not Roger Bacon. I'm going to keep saying his name as much as I can. Uh, but actually, uh, Albert Simon. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're both real-life historical characters. And the real Roger so. Bacon is indeed would be Definitely. over 800 years old at this point, And he's still kicking and his nose looks a little stepped in. Uh, and he's weird. And so he's not the villain. He's actually a, a very cool omnipotentish or just mm-hmm. ancient guy. Yeah. And he's super cool, and he's super old, and he's a bit of a pervert, but he's a lot of fun. And he, right. Yeah. So, Much, yeah. It's hard to describe Roger Bacon. He usually comes in at the best time, though. Yeah, he does. And one of my favorite scenes is when he, when he, when you first meet him, he's like, "By the way, I'm," and then you get to name him. And once you press <laughs> enter, he's like, "You thought you get to meet me, didn't you? You thought I'd be part of your party." <laughs> That's yeah, hilarious. He that actually yeah. plays on the yeah. Yeah, the first time I was laughing so hard because he was just like, well, I'm not part of it's too late for me. It's like it's past the halfway point. It's almost done. I barely got any screen time. (laughs) Yeah. And they even even make a joke like it's like a fourth wall break. Like he's unfinished. Like it's unfinished. Right. Yeah. Because he's from the first he's from Kadelka, isn't he? Yes. 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 How they start tying it into Kadelka is really cool. Oh, yeah. 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 You find out. Well, you get to meet the sixth character, which is Hallie. And I don't know if we talked about him in the first. No, but yeah, right. Hallie is pretty much kind of the connection, between, one of the connections between the first uh, Kadelka and Shadowheart since he's Kadelka's son. And people are, it was never confirmed who Hallie's dad is, but everyone's pretty much assuming that it's, you know, Edward from the first game. Yeah, yeah. I, I, heard they, it, I heard that Hallie's less... Um, name in the Japanese version is Plunkett or something yeah, close to it. Yeah, yeah, it was Plunkett, and then they uh, changed it in the they mistranslated it in the English translation. Well, the Kudelka, even for an early 1900s woman, will not change her name. <laughs> <laughs> she knows it's awesome. Yeah, was it Kudelka Asant? I think Asant. Yeah, yeah, Asant. Yeah, yeah, that is a way too cool name to change. Hey, hey, Trish. What's up? I hate you. I oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. You don't know how much I hated using him all those times that I uh, those required times you had to use him. I was like, I need to get your plugs for this. I think that's what it 
was is that I was stuck in the dungeon where he was mandatory too, and so mm -hmm. I just over leveled with him and just stuck it out. <laughs> so I just Angrily heard that every time. Voice the whole time. I, oh <laughs> I was like, his power is really cool looking at least. It, it's, yeah, his his moves are great. I'm just like, <laughs> but every after like the upteenth time, I hear, I hate you, I hate you. I was like, I need to put on music. I need to mute this now because I can't do <laughs> this. Somebody, somebody give this kid like a, like a stack of nine inch nails CDs. <laughs> Anyways, but uh, those parts of the game are really cool. Though um, that orphanage chapter is scary as hell. Oh my gosh! Tell yeah. me about it. Tell <laughs> me about it. Same with the mental health hospital, because like old timey me me like mental hospitals don't need. Yeah, they were the grossest. Scary. Like they were. Oh yeah. Awful like, to read about. Yeah, that's the part of the game where the atmosphere is just top notch. Like you can cut it with a knife. I, I like yeah. how a lot of the towns take place at night too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, like yeah. it's definitely a mood set game. A lot of the scenery is at night, but it's still, again, lighthearted and usually uses ambiance very well. Yeah, it's definitely with. Sorry. The, yeah, no, that goes a lot. Um, that goes um, especially if, true for um, Bistris, the town with the red fog. That really. Oh my gosh. What a difference. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was just that was very I really like you said, Steph, I really do like how they set up these episodes. Yeah. And I think that's one of my favorites. And like when the, I came yeah, the mayor and the vampire in the castle. Like it's oh, so yeah. cool. And the, and the whole cool thing about that is that there's this evil red fog and yeah. you are sort of sort of thinking vampires, but then it turns out the vampire's just kind of chilling and bored and helping the townspeople. <laughs> Literally the bored vampire. <laughs> yeah, and he's helping the townspeople. And the real enemy is like really creepy, creepy, creepy mayor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, the mayor he's been was doing yeah. awful experiments. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the mayor just creeped me out. I mean, the first time I played, I was kind of grossed out by him already. I was like, can you just leave? And then he yeah. just comes back and I'm like, can you please leave? Like, yeah, he was like kind of perving on that mom and her I daughter. Know. Like, what a creepo. I was like, dude, I felt so uncomfortable playing through that the first time. I was like, yeah. I want to get through this one. No, but, but that he... setup is so good. It plays with your expectations. It does. It really does. And that's what I like about this is that kind of just, uh, it kind of fills you with that fear. Uh, with I was going to make a really tasteless joke, if I may. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Uh, it's like you know alice and her her dad she's the daughter of a catholic priest which shouldn't shouldn't be a thing because they don't do that and his his astonishingly attractive young daughter with this mini skirt maybe she was like my daddy <laughs> not my daddy but <laughs> see i have questions about this game but it's so cool i love questioning just about everything about it <laughs> Some, very unique questions. Of <laughs> very unique questions. Um, oh my god! <laughs> no. Um, you know the man calling himself Bacon. There's several men gallivanting around Europe and Asia called Roger Bacon, and they're both really strange. Okay, but the <laughs> man calling himself Roger Bacon is a daddy. Let's be clear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
Um, yeah, okay, so the orphanage is creepy as hell. You fight a bunch of body horrors, then you go to the mental, uh, the mental asylum where you meet Kudelka, of all people, and she's the yeah. one who's been communicating to you mm-hmm. telepathically. How cool is that, I you guess? You find the source of the mysterious voice, finally. For all yes. 200 people who played Kudelka and <laughs> make this connection, That's a great way to <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and you fight a bunch of Roger Bacon's minions, because of course there's minions. One of them attacks you in a toilet. The one time in the game there is a toilet. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's the coolest game. And I'm not even saying this with rose-tinted glasses, because I played this game for the first time three to four years ago, and it was still retro at that point. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then... I'm, I'm lo- I loved it. Like playing it right now, like this was my first time. And I'm like, I adored this game. Like, oh, I- yay. it's oh. just charming as hell. It definitely <laughs> is. Oh, and that charm comes through despite being such a kind of a weird anachronistic uh, stage in the gaming industry when this came out. You know? Yeah. Like, the like- the speech was like the right the way they talk is weird, but it's very alive and funny and expressive at least. Right. Yeah. Right, and and, I, and you know, multiple exclamation points will be used. <laughs> it's some of that, like it's some of that like '90s, early 2000s JRPG dialogue, where if this was fully fixed, <laughs> it would probably sound way worse. And yeah, whenever they turn on the voice Shadow Hearts Two, kind of does. Right? Whenever, whenever they turn on the voice acting in this game, it does in fact get worse. Oh yes, <laughs> but it does um, in fact get worse. For the most part, though. I think it's really solid, and yeah, like the fact that these games are basically lost to time is kind of a damn shame. Isn't oh my it? god, I love when Roger, like after uh, Yuri fuses with the super demon and goes out of control, and Roger Bacon's just having an evil monologue while floating in the air. <laughs> like, wow, look at the demon's power! Ha ha! I will return, and then he kind of gets <laughs> hurt while he's escaping. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> funny. He does that again when the with the alien float. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I couldn't wait to get to the mental hospital. Not well. One, I wanted to see Kadelka, but the main reason why I couldn't wait <laughs> to get really back there say often. was because I couldn't yeah. wait to get to the mental hospital. Just <laughs> <laughs> you weirdo. Sorry. No, <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just yeah. Well, I think it has connections because um, I was going mental with Hallie, and I wanted him out of my party. <laughs> <laughs> and so the moment he reunited with Kabelka, I already knew that he was going to be gone from my party. You and I was pass like, the brat off back to I know. Mom. I was like, thank <laughs> God, take him back. Like, did you, did, you go back, did you go back to town and get him? Or did I you just... <laughs> I was just like, as soon as, um, I think when he, you know, he get, he crawls under the vent and stuff. And then you're all alone with Alice again. I was like, please, thank God. I don't care if I'm one party short. I was just <laughs> grateful that he was not there. He would take the disadvantage, the tactical disadvantage. I know. I was like, I will, I will suffer this handicap because this is a... I do like Hallie's character. I just don't like him saying, I hate you, I hate you. It just really is grating after a while. I just, I, I'm just picturing Tris busting into that last room being like, do something Right now. <laughs> when Yuri was banging on the door, oh, I was yeah. like, that is me right now. I am like, Kadelka, you need to open up. <laughs> I got a t- I got a delivery. Delivery? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I, but I do like Hallie's character. It's just that one thing that just gets so annoying after a while. I just couldn't stand it anymore. I just was like uh. I do respect the character otherwise. Like, you know, he thinks yeah. his mom's abandoned him, so he's really going right. through it. He leads a band of, of renegade orphans to steal a bunch of shit. 
And right. then he, you know, uses his psycho psychotic power, sorry, psychic <laughs> powers uh, to kill things. Okay, that's bad. Um, <laughs> it makes it, if it makes you feel any better, Tris, World War One happens at the end of this game, so his odds are right. Oh, no. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's good dark humor right there. I do. I do like Howie. I do like, like I said, I, I feel they just changed that one his voice. mom is legitimately cooler than him though and that's just oh yeah that's yeah true. And that's yeah strange, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just yeah i agree kadaka is always gonna be awesome to me yeah and... one thing i've got to mention while we're talking about her is it's it's really cool to go from seeing her in the first game to seeing her kind of as a mother in the second game and basically right. she makes the choice to go with she's a really tough project. girl in the first one so it's kind of cool to see how uh how she's kind of grown up yeah, yeah and she, still, she she's still badass as hell. Yeah, like she resists everything they're trying to do because they're trying to use her powers instead of Alice's, or at least they tried to first. And she just right, right. she just didn't was having none of it until they threatened Hallie, basically. Yeah, I agree. I think, really, I think they have a lot of good parent parent uh, child moments in this game. Actually, they do, they do. And I think on the first recording, I said that I was kind of disappointed, but then now playing it again, I realized that I really like the way they developed her character in shadow hearts because it's still kadalka but it's kind of just mm -hmm. like you like you said she's more matured and she has something else to protect now you know whereas the first one she was kind of like on her own and alone and so i guess that's why she was a lot more reckless you know a lot more just going go for it whereas this time she has her son and so it, and then it's odd because her son also had things to protect which were the other london rats Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like an interesting parallel in that seeing how they were both very protective. That's well, actually well, really, really well said. Yeah, I completely agree. They really nailed her character and you know the kind of the way they interwove the entire narrative is really, really cool. Um, the game really nicely tracks the entire development of the PlayStation life cycle too. So this is like an early PSX game. Sorry, PlayStation 2. And then Shadow Hearts 2 came out in the middle of it, looked great, and the third one was even more impressive right at the end of it. And right. uh, but like the series is always told really, really good, you know, kind of uh, dark, kind of dark, but uh, treated in a lighthearted manner stories. Right. Um, and one thing I always like about all three of them is that they all have you uh, the option to pursue a happy ending. And I think that says yeah. a lot about it, too. Yeah. I, but I, I, I don't remember. I know. Well, for yeah, Kadelka. I mean, I know one of them is her. actually her sleeping with the dude, isn't it? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the that's the yeah, that's the bad ending, which is the canon ending, because the bad ending was when um, James. Oh, well, pretty much we can talk about the connection. So um, speaking of daddy from a long back, the another connection between Kadaka and Shadowhearts <laughs> is Alice's dad, which is uh -huh. uh, Elliot, Father Elliot, Morris Elliot, was it his name? Morris Elliot, I forgot his name, but um, he is he was initially looking for the manuscripts with James O'Flaherty from Kadelka. But mm -hmm. when he had Alice, he they separated since he had to take care of his daughter, and so they went their separate ways. And that's how James ended up in the monastery in Kadelka. And um, so that's another connection they have. And so I thought that was really interesting to see the connection mm -hmm. between the characters. Yeah. There. And you get yeah. a little bit of that background when they're in France and Alice is talking about meeting up with the priest there. Right. Someone who knows how to defeat Roger Bacon. And she mentions that her, her dad was working with this other person and then just 
James went to Wales and they didn't get letters from him really after that. I don't really know what happened. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And what's interesting is that in both Kadelka and Shadow Hearts, um, I know skipping a kind of ahead, but the bad endings are canon. Yeah. <laughs> which is really interesting. Well, I don't want to get into spoiler territory with Shadow Hearts since it's tied to Covenant, but technically the bad ending is canon for Shadow Hearts. Yeah, Covenant and, picks up right at right. the bad ending for first Yes, yeah, definitely. But then they, they do a loop and it's interesting to see that. But I don't know. When I first played Shadow Hearts, I didn't know how to, I didn't know that there was a good ending. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know about the masks and stuff. Which, oh my God, Atman scared the shit oh, out of me. His design oh. is just creepy. I swear to God. <laughs> so what happened was I was playing this game at like 3 a.m. when I saw him. And I was really, really, really tired. And I looked away from the screen because the internet <laughs> or my phone had distracted me. And I looked away. It was a nice text message. And I was responding to it. Then I look up and I see a bloody ready red face. <laughs> and I, I like went, ah! <laughs> okay did, did anybody not run into him at first really late at night because i definitely did too oh uh, no i did i did i was playing last night and i ran into him that's when i ran into him and i was like oh crap i forgot this dude his attacks are scary as hell too he just multiplies was, <laughs> like, his eradication attack i was just like why do you need a thousand of you like i don't need to see multiples of you now I was like could it get that scary and yes it did <laughs> Uh, so, so like uh, the the game goes on and it yeah so the masks kind of start eating away so Alice has a chance to kind of save Yuri's soul and it's sort of based on your performance in game I didn't do it this time just I, I didn't t- under the time limit but I do love the good ending and I do like going for it otherwise yeah it's yeah it's pretty much what happens is like the mask you know um in the first half of the game it's the fox face that chases after you once your malice glows red. But in the second half of the game, it switches over to the masks themselves coming after you since you already fought Foxface, which was yourself. And um, so they needed you, they needed to, you know, come after you now since the, you um you prevented yourself from t- pretty much consuming you. You saved yourself. Exactly. Done. Done. And we tease, so, but it's all good. It's it really is. good. <laughs> it is really good. And then um, even the game's uh, codex stuff gives you hints on... People um, assume that you need to do it in a specific order. You don't. It's just easier if you do it in a specific order when you defeat the mask. Because if you don't, they're powered up to the point where they um, create judgment ring abnormalities. And oh, so, yes. yeah, that's why um, I forgot which codex it was but one of the or the i think it was the oath grail yes. that tells you yes. um yeah it tells you which order you need to defeat them in because if you defeat the grail first then um something else gets weakened and if you defeat that then the other one gets weakened and then the last one gets weakened if you defeat that so it's um it's interesting because um the way to get the good ending is you have to defeat atman and you can't defeat him alone with alice it's impossible so you need to get the masks. So uh, you need to kill the mask so that Yuri can come in and save Alice during that fight. And then you fight Atman with Yuri and Alice. So it's it's pretty complicated. 
I didn't it's not really... an easy ending to get at all. No, and, and the thing is, the game doesn't really allude to it. Um, no. Because you're, you're always taught that the malice was bad, and you always want to get rid of it. So yeah. that's what I did on the... Yeah, so when I played it first, that's what I did. I always try to make it go blue. And so I never ran into the masks when I first played Shadow Hearts. And so I was just like, wait, there's a good ending. You really got to earn that ending. Um, so I was so I always get murky with the story around here, but like you get like a transporter to take you to the alien metagod or something like that. Oh, I think we skipped the monastery part though, right? Oh, and then yes, that's right. we did. Yes, oh, no, I the monastery, which was no. the other connection to Kadaka. <laughs> Um, so you go back to the Nematon Monastery, and for those of you who don't know, that's where pretty much most of Kadaka takes place, right? I'm uh -huh. Yes. And so that's where the first immigrant immigrant manuscript ritual happened um, with Patrick and Elaine. And so, but now it's in ruins pretty much. So going through it, it doesn't look exactly anything like um, Kadaka. Yep, and to, to tie things a little bit even more closely together, Patrick was a friend of James's, right? If I'm not mistaken. So that made, it, that made it all like a little bit more dramatic in the first Oh game. yes, yes, definitely. Yes, and it's kind of it's kind of nice like they give you the, another nudge to Kadaka for those of you, for the fans of the game and um, to traverse through the monastery again. And it still has that, it's not as eerie as it once was. It's a lot more well lit. <laughs> yeah, no, those it's like the top is ruins, and it's actually really pretty because usually it is. the sun's coming through. Right, because yeah. in Kadaka, it's you only see it through the night because you're only there for one night. <laughs> is it like the darkness is gone? And, right. Oh. <laughs> it's a really nice, actually, scenery, and um, that's where you fight. That's where you fight um, Simon for the first time, I believe. Yeah. And um, that's where one of the optional fusions are, which is Amen. Yep. And, I love yes. getting the extra fusions in these Yes, so Amen cool. is OP. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, He's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> and when I first got him, actually, I didn't know. I thought, you know, because um, he comes with the question marks at first. And so I was like, how do I unlock this? And by pure chance, I was like, oh, wait, I went berserk. And I was like, oh, crap. Oh, no. Like. And that's when you get it and i was like oh perfect <laughs> so that's when I, I i completely forgot that's how you get the third level um spells or skills yeah, that's a, that's another like pretty tricky thing because unless yeah. you unless you're in a battle for a really long time that's not incredibly yeah, yeah. under the right circumstances right exactly and the thing is that here again here's another uh, mechanic where the game teaches you it's bad initially and, and then it says but you want to do them with those it's like but you want to do it with these fusions because you need that for their skills and it's kind of like it's kind of interesting because it's like a puzzle in that way, but I kind of wish they kind of hinted at it more. <laughs> yes, <laughs> let's, let's let the really, really powerful, terrifying monsters go completely berserk. Right. That sounds like a good idea. Right. I was like, I was worried that as soon as he went berserk, I went berserk. I was like, he's going to attack Alice. I need my healer. I need my healer. And then... <laughs> uh, I do love a lot of the designs for the fusions too. Like, uh, it, it's actually just fun just to see what they look like. And then when yes. you know you're you're super Saiyan final form, where you're a naked black winged angel of <laughs> of, of badassery, evidently. You're really uh, rough. Yeah. yeah. 
um you know but uh, like so how do you get the seraphic radiance again though is that the, the so, final one you get for having yeah, all of them yeah so you have to get all of them and then you need to but you need to also do all the um the side quests i yeah. think because you need to get the pulse tract from from roger bacon he needs to exchange hmm. the erotic book with the pulse tract <laughs> right but in order to do that you need to unlock the ancient ruins and you need to go through the ruins first because you need the 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 coats i think the three different coats i believe yeah. and you um and after that you have to go through the ruins again and then get the stone of radiance or something like that something something like that to actually be able to obtain it and then after that you have to it's a really and then you, you have to go to the <laughs> graveyard as yuri and you go to the gates that's open and if you have right. unlocked yeah, and if you unlocked everything, you look at the tree, and then once you try to leave the area, your dad will stop you, and you find out that he was the one that sealed Seraphic Radiance within him, and if Yuri can beat him, then he'll unleash Seraphic Radiance, and you have to do the boss fight for that um, as Yuri alone. I so. think that one's pretty hard, actually, right? That one is, I mean, there's very cheap ways of doing about it. And um, I did the cheap way of doing it with the fifth keys. Yeah, the fifth key. Yeah, you have yeah. a whole bunch by that point, I think. Yeah, you have a whole lot. And then you have um, the swallow tails or swallow, yeah, swallow tails that give you, uh, if your attack lands, it's all criticals. Mm -hmm. So I literally used that and then the fifth key and it, I killed it within two turns. And, and then you get the seraphic radiance, which is like a weird naked... Man. Yuri. and it's yeah weird yeah. naked yuri with no yeah. genitals and with yeah. attacks like for everyone oh yeah for everyone <laughs> for everyone for tomorrow and, and for, for, the for the children yes for the children is a very good attack because it automatically does like 999 damage yeah <laughs> so yeah you really get to end the game if you want on like a super oh yeah yeah on it's, a pretty boombastic note yeah it's like move over i don't have time for you right <laughs> now you need to just die because <laughs> yeah it's very it's a very good i just like i i like the design of seraphic radiance too i was really kind of it's nice to see it with kind of go back to yuri mm -hmm. and i think it's a nice touch since you know he finally got to master that type of self and so it's kind of like him being able to control all the different fusions all into one Kind of, Anything really goes for the designs. Like I know in the second one, I think he turns into like a, a female form even. There's <laughs> the sort of yeah, pretty right. lady. So knowing him, he was probably into it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so yeah, you go through all the motions with the masks. Uh, you save Yuri over, and you then you save in return Alice. Or what it is is if you save Alice. Uh, Oh boy! Does anyone want to talk about the end game stuff a little bit better than me with Alice? Say if you get Alice out of her soul contract with Atman, um, at the very ending scene at the end credits, you have Yuri and Alice on the train, and it it will roll completely all the way through. But at the very end, um, Alice would either die because she just you know finally collapses and Yuri starts crying, or Alice wakes up and she's the one that so it's either Yuri narrates the ending or Alice narrates the ending. So if Yuri narrates the ending, then it means Alice died. 
and Shadowheart's Covenant begins. <laughs> and um, well, it's gut wrenching to see him kind of hold her. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's for that. really like, that's actually yeah. good gut punch ending if you didn't do it. Yeah, and the thing is that whole like it's, I know, um, bad hair CGI aside, I really <laughs> loved that um, exposition on the train, just yeah. because mm-hmm. it kind of really you feel relieved. I mean, the way the um, you know, you're traveling and then it's not just one constant, even lighting. It has tunnels, it has this the sunset. And then mm-hmm. it's just a very kind of calming end to everything that you've gone through. But then- The ending is in really good taste and does a really good idea. It, it is, it's really, and then, and it, but it also makes the ending scene or the bad ending so much more impactful mm-hmm. because you don't, you don't really expect that she'll die there, you know? Yeah. It just, right. it's, they're at peace, you know. They're they're yeah. they're snuggling on a train for Pete's sake. Exactly. <laughs> and right there's away. a warm light on them. It's it's very romantic, and then it'll yeah. actually and then just. It's like by the way, yeah. you failed. Yeah. Right. And uh, and so and like she slips out of your arms, and she's been nothing but perfect to Yuri, and she changed his whole bad boy persona into something good. Right. You know, so it's a great it, like for how kind of uh, you know extreme these characters are, they're really endearing. Yeah, well, and how extreme some of the rest of the game is, like you wouldn't expect it. To right. Risk someone slipping quietly away like that. Right. Yeah. Like the more you think about it, that is kind of one of the like menacing things about it is yeah they are still kind of like taking the most important thing away from him in the end yeah yeah. you saved the world but you lost you know the one person (laughs) yeah exactly and like when i was playing through this the first time i remember i kind of completely forgot about the soul contract (laughs) so for me to see that ending i was just (laughs) what if this is you I know. I was just so like, torn. Oh no, I forgot. <laughs> I was just so torn when I was like, "Wait, why'd she die?" And then I was like, "Oh my god, oh. she that she exchanged her, you know, you know, soul." And I was like, "No, don't do it right then." Like, I, it was just a happy no. life. Don't and, die yet. We didn't even kiss yet. Right? Because the thing is, like, you never really get a duration of how long that contract will last. Because oh. I would assume that you know if. You know, during the fight with Atman, when you when Alice dies there, I would assume that that would be the time to kill her off because she's already she died already there. You know, yeah. and so for them to kind of prolong her life just <laughs> for them you. to take to tease you and then take you away at the very end of the game, I was like, I need to know. I need to. <laughs> I need to know if there's like a second one. I need to get it. And then I was like, I do like that. Uh, Shadow Arts Covenant kind of teases that out though. Like they don't really tell you right away what what happened in the ending. Right. They don't. It just kind of picks up. They don't tell you where your Alice is until they mention that she's just gone. Right. Yeah, you can... sure doesn't want to discuss it. Right. Yeah. Like we're, I, I just I love how like like you said the ending is so peaceful and like oh by the way World War One happens. Yeah. <laughs> we have talked about everything. I think we have. <laughs> yeah, except except the Japanese military. Oh, oh, oh no. my gosh! You don't you don't really see that until you do one of the side quests, though, right? right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's the with the acupuncture guy. He gives you a letter at ruin, and he says, "Oh my gosh, that I I cried at that scene the first time. I just I love. I mean." I love Kawashima, but to have her go like that is kind Aww. of, yeah, it was. Yeah, there was no justice. Like, you grow to no. like her. You really actually do. For someone who's not on your side, she's, you know, yeah. she's smart and she's really cool and she's cunning. She and gets it, yeah. yeah. Right. 
I really like how they extended her role in the second game too, or you know, to her mm-hmm. to her buddy too. Right. Yeah. No, that was. Well, the they're very... they're good in the second game. They're a good foil to Alice and Yuri, honestly. Like mm-hmm. kind yeah. of. Yeah, no, that was one of those things. I, I was oh. like, oh, that was really, I was like, it's tragic. And I was like, please don't tell me it's Koshima and she's dead and I can't do this. And yeah, I was, I was just, I don't know. I wanted to be like, no, we need to go back in time now and <laughs> go to Shanghai and be like, stop them. And then even like, I, even like um speaking of the other side quests unlockables, like, even oh, with, um, um, they do unlock some of the other scenes. Like Keith has a little mini scene too, with his. Um, do they do they introduce Yuakim? I think. Yeah, the golden bat. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you get to see Joakim and his gold is his bat form, and you actually have to fight him. But you don't really fight him. He's just there. He gives you five turns to kill him. <laughs> and um, honestly, I actually had trouble with that because I really am horrible with Keith's judgment ring. I just it's a very I wanted to keep Keith in the game because I thought it was so cool, but I couldn't do his judgment mirroring as well as the others. Oh, I just it's so <laughs> tiny and his hit area is really, really tiny. And so I it, it took me like five tries to get to kill Joe. He gives you six because after the fifth turn, he's like, okay, time's up. Oh wait, you know what? I'll give you one more turn. And I'm like, I need another turn, by the way. And then he kills you with a 999 attack. <laughs> And I'm like, well, gotta do this over. And I, I was just so frustrated because I just couldn't oh get Keith's judgment ring. I was like, this is really horrible, like hard. <laughs> but I, then you I, get the scene. Yeah, yeah. Everybody has like a specific kind of character s sort of angle. Like everyone kind of has their own background background looked into. I think. Yeah, I do like that a lot. Yeah. And I think it's nice because um you also get to know Keith's personality outside from just being you know the master because uh his personality is kind of it's pretty hilarious. <laughs> yeah, he's very out there and he has very outlandish desires in the end and it's kind of it depicts him in a different light because mm-hmm. you kind of just see him as a one dimensional very kind of like subtle yet so, you know very just much more calm demeanor but his demeanor completely changes once he gets that item <laughs> let me tell you he starts glowing like and even uh, even yuri makes a comment about it he's like whoa he's he's glowing <laughs> and, <laughs> and so it's um it's interesting i wish all the characters got that kind of treatment when you yeah. get their items but he's the only one since Duchen's and hallie's you know you don't get you don't get anything other than their items and then margaret you do get some of her backstory since you find out that to get her um, ultimate, this is the one that's missable. You actually have to get the water gravestone. I think before the um, bacon or Simon battle, and so what happens is um, after you get that, um, you see this lottery guy, and to get her um, ultimate, you just play the lottery. But you find out later that I think the lottery person was actually her dad. <laughs> And that he wanted to give that to Margaret, that item to Margaret. And so it's kind of interesting since you get a little bit of her backstory, but it doesn't really get fully explored as much as I would like. I think it's because so, she's historical. They kind of... Right. They kind of left it open-ended. Rest. Yeah. Because even yeah. with Anastasia in the second game, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, they went extreme with her and did, it just made it so disconnected that it didn't matter what they did with her. <laughs> 
Yeah, there's only there's only so many ways you can turn the historical figures into anime children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she runs off with a with a handsome with a handsome boy in the end too. Oh yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Sounds yeah. like sounds like the sounds like the animated movie again. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my where are my guillotines? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, so I have nothing but good. Oh, the music! I, like I, I do want to compare it to the first and second game a bit. Like I, I do get sad that the uh, European chapter no longer has the uh, <laughs> you know ba- <laughs> voice. Oh, right, the battle right, theme. I was I, I like the second battle theme way more. The first one way before. more. Yeah, and it's, I think it's got a cool name. Uh, near death experience. Like it's such nice. a cool sounding. It's dramatic sounding too. It's got a really great sound. Uh, the battle themes I find rely a lot more on percussion and beats to kind of match the the flow oh, yeah. of the battle too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, they start getting kind of weirdly almost ambient as you kind of go on with the fights. It's less about a melody, and it just kind of gets crazy. The last yeah. few bosses are just really crazy sounding, and it's nice how there's sort of a transition. Like the the Asia section definitely has a distinct sound from the Europe yeah. section. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Very true. Um, yeah, uh, I, anytime they play Alice's theme, I always thought that's oh, quite a, yeah, it's a great theme. <laughs> uh, there's enough really heavy and dramatic moments in this game, too, where they know how to use it to to, to great effect. Um, the, the village themes uh, are, <laughs> like, again, for the dark themes in this game, the village mm-hmm. music is actually very upbeat and has it a lot of personality. It definitely is. I mean... I mean one we already talked about vitamin metropolis it's just yeah. completely <laughs> opposite <laughs> way. exactly it just sounds so oh, i love i love going to london just for that reason i'm like oh let me just stay here for a bit and revel yeah. in the music and that's kind of and... nice because you know there's a problem if there isn't music yeah. right <laughs> Uh, and, yeah, and the game always has really good bouncy music that suits any mood that it that it's in. It has a great series of composers behind it as well, too. Uh, yeah, um, I definitely uh, agree. Uh, well, like I do think Shadow Hearts One does a few things better than the second game, so I'll definitely praise this one a bit more than the second one. Uh, for one, I love the dungeons a lot more in this. Uh, the pre-rendered <laughs> backgrounds are way better than the caves and tunnels and oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Shadow Hearts too. Yes. That was just terrible. Um, yeah, I remember Shadow Hearts 2 is a 40-second loop for one of the dungeon themes, and it's just... Oh. Like, it's just dreadful. Um, the... What was it? Uh, um, I, I think this will also be, like, a good RPG if you like towns as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, sorry, the cities I found were actually really good because again, the music is really interesting. Whereas Shadow Hearts Two opted for like <laughs> two different types of songs. All right. Like I don't know why, but most of Europe in Shadow Hearts Two had literally the same town theme. I thought that was a really strange choice. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't know. I kind of like the characters in this one a little bit more. They're a little less oh, ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> And then the third one just gets full ridiculous with, uh, especially with its version of the Valentine sibling. Oh, um, gosh. Yeah. I mean, to make to make the Evil Dead comparison again, it's like how the first Evil Dead movie is like a straight horror film. The second right. one starts off straight horror and then eventually devolves into humor. And then Army of Darkness is just straight up ridiculous. Yeah. That's, that's a fair comparison. I just wonder why or and then, how. And then, they and, then they, and, it. and then they made a TV show, which is what I want them to do out of Shadow Hearts. 
I would so watch that, especially if it's a period piece. Like, I think it could be quite, you know, oh, yeah. pretty. It's like, it's like the Borgias, but with vampires. I'm in. And, and visiting, like, uh, early 1900s uh, Asian Europe, I think, would just be really, really cool. Um, it'd be great if they added, uh, if they added like, uh, more of South America or Africa into the mix. Right. Because <laughs> I, I, I do love uh, otherwise the otherwise multicultural cast, too. It's really fun to see... Uh, uh, you know, like a, a French girl, or sorry, a French secret agent, an English mm -hmm. girl, a Chinese monk, you know, a, a half Japanese, half Russian, you know, a demon fuser. Like, it's just really crazy. It is. It definitely is. I it's, oh, it's going off of that. I really, um, I know we talked about the voice acting a bit, but it's, I actually really like Alice's voice acting or voice actor in the game. I just felt like it finally, if it was the one that fit, when she was narrating stuff, it was like she kind of got Alice, and yeah. it, kind of was, it was just my I don't know. Every time I hear her speak, I just was like, that is Alice to that me. That is what she would sound like. I think Keith kind of didn't fit for me when I heard his oh. voice. So I was yeah. like, I'll pass on this one. Yours is okay, actually. Yours is so bad. Um, but I mean, still uh grammys or whatever or whatever thing for voice acting goes to see mama uh oh. that's sploosh. <laughs> sploosh. oh my gosh that's that just uh so in the end how would we rate shadow hearts one final thoughts uh thoughts. in no particular order hillary I honestly, I've always had a high opinion. It hasn't changed really at all. And I found myself noticing new things and appreciating it slightly differently, but pretty much as much as I did before, which was a lot. When was the first time you played the game? Um, oh, geez. I played a little bit of it actually back when I was in high school, close to when it came out. And then I sort of had it put it aside for a while and then got through it much later, oh. like after college. So, yeah. Well, that's really cool. I I, I, I think it was just me of uh, just a few years ago. I was like, all right, let's see what the hell the hype is all about. And I got it randomly. I think I heard one of the songs from it and it impressed me. And oh. I pursued it on eBay and I got like a triple pack for all three of them for like oh. 60 bucks on eBay. I was like, wow, that is good. a steal. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I wish I got paid 60 bucks for and, money. Yeah, no. And I swear to God, it was one of those games where it's like I knew in the first five minutes I loved it. Mm. Yeah, just the way the atmosphere and the way it presented itself for is just a little bit cheesy and a little bit, uh, but really cool because again, it was the real life settings, it was uh, you know monsters, demons, it was familiar, and I, I went in blind too, so that, I think that really helped. Yeah, uh, and yeah, for the first in the first five minutes, I knew I'd love it. Yeah. Um, Tris, you've been talking a lot about this game. I'm taking it comes from a place of love. Oh yeah, definitely. I feel like <laughs> I, I mean I've played it around. I mean over a yeah. For over a decade ago, the first time I played it, and oh, yeah. I came from a place you know liking Kadalka, and I kind of stumbled upon this, and it was just something I knew that I liked it because of its episodic natures with its stories. Like you said, it's kind of like a series of stories connected and interwoven together, and I've always loved that, especially with horror, and mm -hmm. the way yeah. they always did this, and they kind of. I mean, it's a serious game that never takes itself seriously once, you know? Like you have <laughs> that's a good way to describe it. <laughs> and that's what I like about it is that it kind of plays against itself. 
and it kind of jumps off of its own, you know, trajectory and it kind of never really know, you never know where it's going to go, but it's going somewhere. And it, in the end, it goes to pretty, you know, pretty impactful conclusion where you never really, it, for me, it was open-ended at the time since I was like, what's, I, I didn't know about Covenant. So mm -hmm. I was just curious about it. And I really do enjoy Shadow Hearts. And I feel like, with me playing it again, like Hillary said, you get to notice a lot more new things. Like, like um, you know, me saying that I didn't like Kadelka's development before, but now playing it again, I'm like, no, I really like her development now. Mm. And so you kind of get. That's why I always tell, or I'm always the type of person like to look replay games, just because you kind of get to see things from a different perspective, and you never know if you, things that you probably didn't like before might be things that you like now, or vice versa. And so it's kind of interesting to see it see that different perspective for me and I this time I kind of was analyzing it a lot more than just you know playing through it since I already played it so I was kind of seeing okay what why did they make these aspects the way they did what kind of design choices did they make because I always like to pay attention to those things especially when since I'm so used to reviewing games and yeah. so that's what I do look at when I review yeah. and so kind of putting that lens on shadow hearts made it you know, look different for me. And so it was a really, I love Shadow Hearts and I will always love Shadow Hearts. <laughs> I was actually really well centered. I thought when you said it goes off its own trajectory, incredibly <laughs> true. And it's actually great for it. Uh, Cause again, uh, taking something familiar and really makes you unfamiliar with it. Cause it's pretty much nonsense and right. lots of fun. Um, and Peter, what did you think? Um, I like I said really. I mean, I really enjoyed this game. Um, Shadow Hearts has been on my to do list for ages. Um, it's a series I always wanted to get in touch with because um, it's always seemed really cool, but was never able to find to find it because it was out of it's been out of print for years. So once again, thank yeah. you, Steph. I appreciate it. Yeah, um, of course. And it's been it's been a lot of fun playing this game. I I feel like it's a classic RPG that really deserved more attention. Um, I think the fact that these games are basically lost to time is criminal. Um, and we really need to figure out a way to, a better way of to preserve these old classics that people might not have heard of, but are still definitely worth playing. Um, yeah. And, uh, and then World War One happened. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a pretty good spot to wrap things up then. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think we all give it like, I, I will give it the four out of four evil demon masks. <laughs> I give I give Shadow Hearts a seraphic radiance out of ten. <laughs> uh, or if not that, yeah, like a, a six a sixth key out of seven. There you go. Four, four levels of gravestones out of five. I'll just give it Atman. That's it. Oh my god, how do you hate it so much? <laughs> Him in his thousand eyes, I'll give it that. <laughs> thousand bloody beaten oh, eyes. Oh, I know. Uh. <laughs> okay, so uh, so yeah, if you can actually find it, you can basically find it on eBay. Hopefully one day they, they pull a 
Grandia hat trick out of their butt and and make this <laughs> the surprise <sighs> remaster game, but that's a pipe dream. But anyways, <laughs> uh, our next episode is going to be oh, and please read our final thoughts. Uh, yeah, we've been doing nothing but bragging about it, so we can say other fluffy things about it and tell us if you like the game too. We'd love to talk to you. And uh, anyway, so our next episode is the top ten SNES RPG games for real this time. That's a. <laughs> <laughs> Tricked <laughs> you guys last time. Sorry for that. Okay, so we have to redo our entire catalog and instead add the headline, but for real this time. <laughs> this, this episode is essentially an extended about our April Fool's joke. <laughs> that is the first time I've seen this title, obviously. <laughs> I, I don't think it's the real title. I'm just being funny. No, no, you have to go with it now. This is like a snakes on an airplane kind of moment. You got to stick Do with it. Yeah, uh, well, I'll, uh, I'll pass it along. <laughs> yeah. uh, so very, very exciting. But our September game is going to be Suicoden 2. Um, yeah. So um, what was it? We did Suicoden 1 recently? I could have sworn we covered that game recently. Or no, I think it was just somebody. Was it Alana? I think she's playing the entire series or something right now. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I know. There's so I much to talk it. about with that game. I can't wait for that one. Anyways, oh, yeah. Yes. So please tune in for the Suicone 2. That is, again, another just all-time RPG masterclass classic. Yes. Yeah. Um, and we have a special Pokemon episode in the works. I don't know anything about that. Peter, can you hint, hint us more than special Pokemon episode? Oh. Uh, Who's I mean, that special Pokemon episode? There's a... <laughs> okay, well, I'm not going to tell you guys what the gimmick is, but there is a special Pokemon episode in the works. Um, it's based on a popular a meme that was going around for a while, and we had enough fun just kind of talking about that meme that we decided we're going to do a podcast about it. So, if you hate Pokemon, the memes for Pokemon are some of the best. They're so they're, freaking funny. They really are. <laughs> fun, yeah. So, uh, so please look forward. To it. Please look forward to it. And the final show note I have is. Shloop, shloop, uh, I don't know what we're trying to say with that one, but, you know. But, uh, <laughs> oh, do you want anybody to reach you and talk about games? Because we all we actually all tweet and talk about games. We're total nerds in our off time, too. Uh, you can find me at Dice, like the throwing guy, at Dice SMS on Twitter and just generally anywhere. Anybody else? <laughs> yeah, you can find me, Peter Treisenberg. I'm at I have Fury on Twitter. Um, right, right now my Twitter name is Peter for my Devil Trigger, but I've got a, I, 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 I change it occasionally. Um, I put that song on my iPod, then I took it off because it's just so long, and then I put it back on because it's just so good. Yeah, I'm, I'm finally on the, I'm finally on the hype train for that game. It's, uh, it's yeah, good. for sure. Anyway, all right. So I'm Ikifire on the boards if you're still there or on Discord. It's the best way to reach me. Yeah, and pretty much the same with me. I'm therefore it is on both um, boards and Discord, so that's the best way to reach me as well. Yay! And f- on behalf of RPG fan, everybody, splish, sploot, splat. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.